everyone. Welcome back to another interview. Uh, we're doing another phone interview today, and this time is with a, uh, a really awesome guy. Some of you know of him, some of you don't, but after this, I feel like you're really going to not just love him, but what he stands for. We're speaking to Justin Mayo today, and he is the founder of Red Eye. If you don't know what Red Eye is, hop online, go to redeye.org, and you can see everything that this organization is doing around the world, literally. Um, So, Justin, thank you for joining us today. We're online with a couple of our department heads and leaders from around the church, and uh, we really are honored that you had time to speak with us today. My honor to be with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. No problem. So listen, just in the time that I've known you, it's some, here's something that I know to be true. Um, you have never been afraid to do. You've never been afraid to execute. And a lot of leaders make plans and maybe even God gives us plans. But failure to launch is a, is a, is a big deal. Um, what is the Justin Mayo process for starting? How do you go from idea to executing? Walk us through what that looks like for you and just kind of give us a little glimpse into to how you operate. Uh, you're too nice. You make me sound a hundred times better than <laughs> close <laughs> to what I am. But uh, yeah, no, that's actually a great question. The reality is so often people, they get really caught up in waiting for the perfect scenario the ideal settings and uh, all the stars to align before they even act upon something. And what I've learned is uh, if I wait till all that happens, the reality is most likely I'll never have the opportunity to engage. And I've seen even different times where I've just been like, oh, I'll get to this when I can focus better on it and so forth. And even with that, the reality is life doesn't get much slower and I usually don't uh, get you engaged. So it's often not even something of people meaning to put something off, but uh, the reality is life's full. And uh, if you aren't intentional about adding or moving things forward, the reality is it won't happen. And so uh, what I've decided and with our nonprofit, what we try to execute is um, not looking at failure as fatal, but uh, as some people say, is if you fall, make sure you just fall forward. And my mother would always tell me, quick down, quick up. If you mess up or this or that, uh, you know, don't stay down, get back up. And uh, realize that, uh, you know, everyone, uh, everyone uh, has failed a zillion times in a zillion different ways, but it's those that choose to get back up and choose to push on that are the ones that, you know, we ever read about in the history books of our time. That's good. It's, do do you feel like that's the biggest obstacle is I don't want to try because I might fail? You know what? I think that's often a thing. Uh, Eventually what I've learned is uh, that, I say this right, um, maybe we'll try 10 different things with our nonprofit Maybe only two of them actually really worked. The other eight things were like, well, never going to do that again. Right. And then the two things that went okay were like, all right, that went, that went fine. How can we actually execute it better next time? And if you look at and even empower your team to not fear failing, hmm. but actually view everything as an experiment, 
and view it as an opportunity for impact, then it's really liberating to realize that, hey, even if I do fail, I'm not going to be, you know, uh, taken out or this or that, but uh, people are going to actually value that I'm willing to step out and give something a go uh, because too often people have limited their uh, opportunities and their reach and their expectations of what could be based upon their own uh, past experiences, their expertise, their skill set, instead of understanding that for me, being a Christian, I realize that uh, I have an unfair advantage because I have Christ. Mm. And since I have that unfair advantage, I'm going to choose to step out and engage in different things that I know on my own power and my own strength is not possible. But yet, if I felt like I'm only doing things that I could easily execute or that I think are pretty, oh, yeah, that'd probably work out, then I feel that I'm not dreaming big enough. I'm not uh, pushing far enough. I'm not uh, giving God enough room to work. So I always try to make for sure that there's this God space of anything that I decide uh, when it comes to dreaming phase. And if there's not enough room where, like, but if God does not intervene, then I usually choose not to expend my time in that. Not because no. it's not a good thing, but the reality is if someone else could do this, I'd rather someone else to do it. So I'd rather expend my life and expend it in ways where I feel like, okay, God, I know you probably have asked, 20 million other people to give this a go, but I might just be crazy enough to believe your word that says with you, nothing is impossible. So I really want to be that beacon of hope and be that person to build the bridge where other people might be too fearful of a new challenge or a failure or this or that, or say, oh, I can do this, or oh, I can't do this. I want to be someone that said, okay, I'll give it a go, but if you don't intervene, there's no way this is going to happen. So I mm. actually trust God when he says that with him nothing is impossible. I actually believe it. That's good. Something you just said there. I I want to be the kind of person that if God doesn't get involved in this, if, if, if God doesn't get involved in this, it won't succeed. If it's not that kind of event, then I'd rather not do it. Like exactly. that's that statement alone, that, that sort of eliminates a lot of things that takes a lot of things off the table you know it definitely does and it's so interesting because uh i think so often we limit ourselves and the possibility of in this realm of of i don't know just seeing that okay this is the way civilization and culture and so forth has said hey if you're born into this family you will do this or if you're this economic status you will do this if this is your educational background you're you're enabled to do this but the reality is if someone else can do something then let's let someone else do that but understanding that we have an unfair advantage why would we not take advantage of the reality that we have the person that's gone before that's prepared the way that's setting up his children for success why would we not lean and trust in him in all of our ways and understand that we can be paved like makers. We can be the ones that uh, lead a whole new train of thought. Uh, but the moment it becomes about us and we start thinking, oh, you know, I don't know if I can do it. And, oh, what will people think if I fail at this and that? That's often when uh, we start cringing back because it starts becoming about us and uh, pe people's perception of us 
our image and so forth. But once we realized, hey, you know what? I don't care if anyone ever knows my name. I don't care, you know, this and that. Obviously, I don't want to be <laughs> the the mockery of town, but the reality is if, you know, um, if I get some mockery because I'm actually being obedient and I'm stepping out, then it's definitely worth it, and it's my honor. There's people in other countries that are, you know, uh, dying for their faith and so forth. Who am I to have this first world pain and problem of thinking, oh, someone might make fun of me and thinking that I'm actually suffering for Christ? I think it's pretty pathetic. I'm like, okay, like God, bring on the challenge, and let's see what's the reality of what can be. That's amazing. And now you guys see why I say this guy has no fear in just starting and just doing. Justin, thank you. Thank you for just pouring that out over uh, us and this leadership team. That, that's, that was great, man. Thank you for that. No, it's really my honor. And I just want to encourage everyone to understand that, like, that God's word and his truth is applicable for all of us. And I, I know that, and I've been guilty of this funny myself, we, we feel that, yes, you know, that, that word and that, you know, scripture, that, you know, proclamation is true for my friend, for my neighbor, for my pastor, for my coworker, for this or that. But when it comes to our own life, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we're like, yeah, I know that applies to me. But really, I feel like our action often uh, shows that we feel it's more applicable uh, to the other person. But I feel that someone needs to know that, hey, God has, like, perfectly crafted you uh, in his image for you to make an impact strategically for such a time as this in specific areas. And if you do not act, then someday, you know, (laughs) I just always like to think, who's on the other end of my action? Who's on the other end of my prayer? What if I'm the one who I have the honor of reaching out to someone that some mother, some aunt, some grandma, some sister, some brother has been praying for this person? And if I don't choose to step out, who will? And just always thinking, who's on the other end of the action of which God is calling and leading me? And who's on the other end of the prayer that I might get to help be part of the solution for? That's good. That's good. Who's on the other end of what's called God's calling you to do? That, that that's going to be the, the the thought that should echo in all of our minds as we're thinking back at this uh, at this episode. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in with us uh, today. Hopefully, something Justin has said. Hopefully, something the Holy Spirit has said through him helps you to lead like Jesus. Mm-hmm.